You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Episode number 28, Becoming a Real Solution Provider in five steps. Dale Dixon here, your host for The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. And Jason is on the line with us today. Good day to you, sir. You know, I never feel like I'm on the line. I I, I do feel like we're in the same room, uh, both of us having a cup of coffee or something. Uh, so I I never see us as being on the line. I I just feel like we're we're here together. We'll have to figure out something else to say. It's uh, you know, for the folks at home, we are in completely different cities, different states, and it's really amazing what technology can do and how clear that connection can be with a video conference. So it's it's amazing. That's the line of which we speak, but we'll find something. We'll find another way to reference it, and we're we're sitting across the table from each other, but it's. It's a long, long, long table. So, Jason, always good to, to hear your voice today. And I understand what we're going to talk about today was really a game-changing moment in your life when we talk about becoming a real solution provider. So tell us the story. You know, one of, one of the things that I really don't have a lot of time for in my life are, and, and I mean, I'm not that old. I'm still in my 50s. But I don't like old people who say, back 20 or 30 years ago, and I'm, I always want to go, okay, Grandpa, shut up. Uh, but this one does go back to, to the beginning of my career. But, it, but it's really colored and flavored and textured my entire career. And I, I think it's one of the most important skills that we could teach people. So here I was. Uh, I was the youngest owner of a radio station in America at the time, uh, a small radio station in Flagstaff, Arizona. I was just out of school. I had no money, begged, borrowed, cashed in life insurance policies to come up with a down payment. But even more frightening, I, I knew nothing about sales. Uh, I'd always been on the air. But I knew there was a commercial reality. You had to sell commercials in order to have enough money every two weeks to pay your people and hopefully have a have a profit. But I really did not know much about the sale of advertising. And uh, one day I was sitting in my office and uh, Deb, uh, the receptionist, dialed back and she said, uh, there's somebody on the telephone who wants some information about advertising rates at the radio station. Would you talk to him because none of the salespeople are here? And so I got on the line with this guy, and, uh, and he owned a place called the Jeans Factory, a huge, in this college town of Flagstaff, Arizona, this huge, huge building, like a warehouse selling jeans. And I said, well, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm the new owner of the radio station. Can I come and see you? Well, you can always come and see me, but I've I got to tell you something. I'm not buying anything. He said, just give me some information. I said, you know what? I'm going to jump in the car and come and see you. So I go in. We shake hands. And I said, wow, you got a lot of blue jeans here. I, I, I said, how's business? And he said, business is horrible. It's disgusting. He said, the university professors are on strike. I mean, so school isn't starting on time. They've cut the beneficiary payments to Indians on the reservations. He said, I'm not doing any business. And I said, well, what do you have to do? And he said, look, let me tell you something. If I don't sell $100,000 worth of blue jeans, he said, I'm toast. I'll probably be out of business. I got a several hundred thousand dollar inventory, but I got to sell about a hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff. And so I don't know where the question came from, but I said, let me ask you a question. If somebody could come up with a way, I mean, that would sell that hundred thousand dollars worth of blue jeans, what would you be willing and of that hundred thousand dollars, what would you invest to make it happen? He said, I don't know, 15, $20,000. 
Well, my eyes are going boom, 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 because our radio commercial sold for $3 or $4 a piece, and our, our big advertisers were spending five, six, $700 a month. And I said, well, look. And he said, so are you going to try to sell me something? I said, gosh, I've got nothing to sell you. I said, but let me ask you a question. If myself and my team back at the radio station could come up with some kind of a campaign that we were convinced would move this $100,000 worth of blue jeans, would you be interested? He said, well, of course I'd want to hear it. So I went back. I got together with a creative director and a copywriter and a couple of people. I said, how can we sell $100,000 worth of blue jeans? We're not going to do it with commercials by themselves. So we came up with this week-long campaign. I mean, we're going to do the morning show from outside of this place. We're going to serve breakfast, free breakfast by the disc jockeys. I mean, to the first couple of hundred people in line. I don't even remember all the details. So we put it all together, and I go back to see the guy. And I present it to him. And I said, what do you think? And I'll never forget what he said. He said, I have to do it, don't I? And I said, yeah, if you want to sell $100,000 of the blue jeans – he said, how much? I said, well, I asked you the question, what would it be worth? 15 to 20,000, one of those numbers. He said, we'll call it 15,000. And I said, we'll call it a day. Well, you have to understand, I mean, this was probably 50%. Uh, we were probably doing 30 or $40,000 a month in revenues. And that was the day I looked skyward and said, oh, by the way, because uh, I know one of your next questions, did we sell the blue jeans? And the answer is yes, we filled that store. The fire marshal was there. There were thousands of people. We sold the blue jeans. And that was the day I went back to the radio station, got the salespeople together and said, we are never going to sell a radio commercial again. It's stupid. They're dumb little units that sell for three, four or $5. I mean, we'll never get rich. We'll never change the world selling radio commercials. We are going to be solution providers. Well, I am constantly reminded, Dale, that even people who call themselves solution providers wouldn't know what it was if it bit them in the backside on a good day. Uh, I'm currently interviewing uh, a number of companies for a major redo uh, of my website. I, I just want to get smart. I want to know the current jargon. And so a couple of weeks ago, I, I, I had a meeting with, uh, with a company that does this on, on, in uh, the west coast of the U.S., and I had one five-minute telephone call with this account executive, and then we set up a meeting. Now, I presumed we were going in the meeting, and he was going to ask me a lot of questions. We sat down, and this young guy, uh, four or five years out of college with an engineering degree, said, I've looked at your website. I know exactly what, know exactly what you need. I know how many pages you have. I know you want to migrate all 700 pages. And he said, it's going to cost X, and I've got a contract. That's a bit presumptuous. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm going... He didn't even kiss me yet. I mean, I mean, there were no niceties. There was no romancing. He didn't ask me any questions. And I'm going, duh, unclear on the concept, which leads me to my line. The whole world, it seems, is going through life trying to sell what they want to sell, tell what they want to tell, and they can call themselves whatever they want to, but they certainly don't know anything about truly being a solution provider. This is some pretty powerful information. And you say that it's going to change your sales career and your life, but it really gets to the heart of asking the question. When If you just go back, re-listen to this podcast and listen to those questions that you asked the jeans store owner uh, to get to the solution. So you said you, you've got five, five yep. steps to get, to get yep. us to this place of being a real solution provider, and I have a feeling a lot of it has to do with listening. 
asking okay. the good uh, questions and listening. Uh, well, of course it does. I mean, the, the first frame of mind is, is, is this. If you truly want to be a solution provider, you, you have to change your spirit be, because you have to come from a position of abundance and not from a position of scarcity in your life. Somebody who comes from a position of scarcity says, Hi, I'm going to sell whatever I've got to anybody because I need to sell it or I'm not going to get a paycheck. So, I mean, the torpedoes be damned, I'm selling everybody. Well, you know, that's, that's kind of like dinosaur thinking. So the mindset you've got to have is, look, there's this huge world out there. There's a lot of abundance out there. I don't need to sell everybody. I just need to find the right customers. And if you truly get into a place where you believe there's the right customer that you can do the right thing for, whatever it is you offer, right there is a big game changer because you won't constantly be trying to sell what you want to sell and tell what you want to tell. So, so first of all, the frame of mind of being a solution provider is coming from a position of abundance and knowing that it's just about finding the right customer, not finding and having all customers. But then here come the steps. And they're simple. They're, they're very simple. But you got to remember that the simple is sometimes very, very hard. The first thing that you have to do with a new prospect is you've got to break the ice. Now, I, I, I think that this can happen kind of instinctively. Uh, when I think back to that first conversation, I walked into that store and I said, you've got one hell of a store. I've never seen so many blue jeans in my life. The place is gorgeous. Well, I didn't know what I was doing, but what, I, what was I doing? I was, I was simply breaking the ice and putting a smile on somebody's face. But when I see most sales types do it, I want to vomit. I mean, they'll go into somebody's office and they'll have a picture of their family there and a picture of the kids, and the kids are as ugly as Sharpay puppies. I mean, but what he'll do is he'll pick up that picture and say, oh, that looks like your family. Aren't they beautiful? Well, no, they're not. They're ugly children. And you know what? If they're ugly children, the guy probably knows they're ugly children, and now his bullshit meter just went off because you're telling him that his ugly children are beautiful when they look like Sharpay puppies. So you can't, you've got to break the ice with something authentic, something meaningful, something about the business, not talking about sports. I mean, not telling, not telling him about his beautiful family. I mean, that's all very disingenuous. So, so one, it better be relevant. So step number one is you've got to break the ice. But you've got to be authentic about wanting to break the ice. Then the second thing you have to do, and this is the hard part for sales types, they can't do it. They just won't let themselves do it. And it will change their life if, if they would. And that is this. You know, sir, as I told you on the telephone, I'm not interested in selling you anything today. Uh, in fact, if you wanted to buy something from me today, I don't have anything to sell today. I am truly here because I'm interested in having a client in your business, but I would like to find out a little bit about your business. I would like to find out if you might possibly be the right customer, if you might possibly be, some, be someone I could help achieve what they're trying to achieve. If I could take something that itches and scratch it and make it go away, if I could take something that causes you great pain and go away, I mean, that's what I'm looking for. So I promise you, empty hands, empty briefcase, I'm not here to sell anything at all today. If you wanted to buy, I've got nothing to sell. Test me if you want, but it's not going to happen. I'm truly here to find out about your business. And what's in it for you? 
his, so that's what's in it for me. What's in it for you is this. If and when I call on you again, it'll be somebody who's taken some time to do their homework. So that's step number two. So You've I, got to gain belief. Now, this, most people wouldn't believe that coming out of a salesperson's mouth. Uh, and they shouldn't. <laughs> and, 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 and they shouldn't. And you know why? Because the words are memorized and uh, delivered disingenuously. I am often asked, I'm often asked the question, you know, I, I've, I've had the opportunity to interview 11,000 CEOs and business owners over the past uh, 11 years for my speeches and my books. And people always say to me, Oh, my researchers will listen in on some of the calls and they'll go, oh my God, why does he spew? I mean, do you, do you understand the stuff he just told you? I mean, why was he so open with you? And I said, because he's got radar. He knows that I'm interested. He knows that I'm care, that I care. He knows that I'm telling the truth. So, I mean, if you go in with some practiced words, I'm not here to sell you today. I'm just here to learn about your business. Well, I'd say get the hell out of my business. I mean, I don't have time for that. I mean, it has to be so honest th- that it's palpable. I mean, you've got to be able to break the ice and gain belief. And the only way you can gain belief, I love looking at people. I love looking at people and after several minutes saying, do you believe what I told you? Now, you see, by asking the question, do you believe what I told you? I have just made myself very vulnerable. And now they have to look at me and say, no, I don't believe you. Or they have to say, yes, I do. I've never heard the words in my life, no, I don't believe you. I hear the words, yes, I believe what you said all the time. Well, just think of what's happened. By asking the question, I have made myself vulnerable. By answering the question, they have made themselves vulnerable. And guess what? In 10 minutes, we've done something that most human beings will never do. We will have shared a vulnerability. Which leads to trust. Which leads eventually to trust. How cool is that? And there's nothing manipulative about it. I mean, if if it's your heart. I mean, if if, if it's not only your head, but your heart, your whole being. So step number one is you got to break the ice. Step number two is you got to gain belief. And the only way to know if you have belief is to ask, do you believe what I just told you? If you can't believe that question, well, then forget ever being a solution provider. I mean, then you're, you're, you're something else again. Then the next thing you've got to do, step number three, is you've got to learn the business. And when I'm interviewing for a book, I mean, when I'm interviewing anybody, I always say, tell me your story. I, I just, tell me your story. I mean, how did this business start? Take me through the story. And they said, well, where should I begin? I say, well, at the start. And almost inevitably they say, well, you know, that's not going to take very long. And I said, well, it could take as long as it wants. Well, you see, I was born in, and you got the story coming. Everybody loves to tell their story. Nobody gets a chance to tell their story. And really the only words that you have to know are, and then what happened? And what happened next? Okay, so you open this first location, and then what happened? Uh Uh-huh. And then what happened after that? God, that's fascinating. So what happened, I mean, when you did that? Uh-huh. All right, well, that's kind of a kick in the butt. I mean, we all get those in life. So then how did you recover from that and, and get to the next step where you are now? I mean, it's just, these are not 25 questions you could write on a piece of laminate and memorize and carry with you. That's for idiots. I mean, these are, if you truly, we've talked about this before. 
I mean, if you truly don't have a sense of curiosity, if you don't want to know, you can never be a solution provider. I, on the other hand, I love business. I love to know how they got started. I'd love to know how they got to where they are. I just want to know the whole story. I mean, you got to be curious. So, so I'm number gonna, one, I'm going to say these are the five A's. These are the five A's for being a real solution provider because every one of them starts with the word authentic up to this point. It's authentically breaking the ice. It's authentically uh, gaining belief. It's authentically learning the business. Yes. And now I'm going to give you number four, which must also be performed authentically. And that is this. Once you've talked to somebody for 15, 20, 25 minutes, I mean, it, 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 it's just it's a perfect segue. It, it just it flows in the conversation to ask and here's the way I ask it. Well, let me ask you a question. I mean, if I could give you a, a, a magic stick and you could wave it over your business, what are, what, what are the two or three things you'd like to change? And that's when you're going to hear some fascinating stuff. Well, what I'd like to change? Tell you what, I'd like more customers. Oh, okay. Or what would you like to have happen? Well, I'd like to sell this $100,000 worth of damn blue jeans. Or I've got a lot full, I mean, of, of 250 new cars that are sitting there that I haven't sold. Or you're going to hear when you give them the magic stick. I mean, here's a magic stick. Wave it over your business. What are the two or three things that you'd, what, that, that you'd like to have happen? And so that, that's called doing the diagnosis. And so, so you have to land on a problem or opportunity. And instinctively, you've got to be asking yourself, is this a problem or opportunity that I could help this business that I could help this person solve? I mean, if, if he's waving the magic stick and saying he'd like his wife's brain tumor to go away, well, you've got to ask the question. You've got to acknowledge it. But then what else? Because you're not a neurosurgeon and it's not within the scope of your abilities to help with that problem. So what else would you like to have happen? What else would you like to have happen? And you're going to land at something that you can help them with. And then comes the fun part. And the fun part is this. You've got to fix a dollar amount to it. So you've got to say, well, let me, let me ask you a question. You're saying you've, you've got these 150 cars that, 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 you want, that you need to sell, 150 extra cars. Um, what, what, what's your closing ratio of people in the door? What percent do you close? One out of five? Okay. Well, you're going to need, over and above what you've got, you're going to need 750 warm bodies through this place to get rid of those 150 cars. Let me ask you a question. What did you spend? I'll, I'll just use advertising. What did you spend in advertising last month? Let's divide it into whatever number of cars you sold, multiply times five, because that's the cost of, of, of what it's taking to get somebody in the door. And you're going to end up at a number like two or $300. And so if they're looking for 750 more people, I mean, you know, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And so step number one is you've got to break the ice. Step number two is you've got to gain belief. Step number three is you've got to authentically learn the business, be interested. Step number four is you've got to land on a problem or opportunity. And step number five is you've got to affix a value to it. And then the easiest question of all is this. You know, as I told you, when I came in here today for our meeting, I'm, I was not here to sell you anything. I didn't, I didn't try to either, did I? Um, but let me ask you this. Are you really serious about wanting to solve this problem? I mean, getting rid of these extra 150 cars? Are you really serious about it? You really want to do it? 
What's going to happen if you don't? What good will happen if you do? All right. So let me ask you this. If I can come up with a way to help you move those 150 cars, or if I can come up with a way to have you find these 200 prospects, or if I can come up with a way to help you fill these hospital beds, or if I can come up with a way to grow your store's receipts 20%, or if I can come up with a way to do this, would you want to hear about it? Well, what do you think they're going to say, Dale? Absolutely. 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 They're not going to say a meek meek little, I guess so. I mean, they're going to say, absolutely, I'd want to hear about it. Well, good. I'll tell you what. Meeting over today. Meeting no, no, no. over yeah. today. Yeah, I want you to stay and give me the, give me the solution. I mean, you've, you've I hooked don't know. in. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I need to go and work with my team and try to prepare a couple of different ways that you can take advantage of this. What happens, Dale, my friend, you see, it changes your whole life. Because when you become a solution provider – you become a solution provider at home as well. Hmm. When you become a solution provider, you become a solution provider on every community board or civic board or business board that you'll ever serve on. It just it defines who you are. And, and it's really that background in being a solution provider that allowed me the opportunity of getting that first book contract six or seven books ago and gaining access to people, uh, people I would never have had a chance to have access to, and, and it's, it's the same thing all over again. As I'm on my research trips, it's no different. Tell me the story of your company. How did it get started? Tell me your story. When did you come into the business? And the only words you need are, and then what happened? And what happened next? God, I can't believe that. How did you get through that? You really have to have curiosity, and you've got to come from the heart. Authentically. All right. Jason Jennings. Uh, this has been a little longer than we are used to, but it has been so well worth sitting across the table, having that steamed cup of milk, I think is how we started it off. So uh, with a little bit of vanilla, but no vanilla in this one. I tell you what, this is uh, so full of useful information. I think you're really going to change the game for anybody who is in that sales position out there on how they approach it if they just listen to those five steps. So what we'd like to do is hear from you, the podcast listener, and a couple of ways to do that. You can open up your email and uh, create a new message in the two-line write-out question at jason-jennings.com. Type in your question. Keep it short to the point. We would love to hear from you. We'll answer those questions right here. Also, you can go to the website, jason-jennings.com. Click on the podcast page, and you can share the podcast. You can uh, send submit a question there. We encourage you to share these. Uh, what we want to do is make them available for as many people as possible. And another way to do that is to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes uh, for Jason's podcast, The Game Changers. If you go in and do that, it'll push it up higher in the rank- rankings and, and the rating and have more eyeballs and ears attached to this podcast. We can help more people with this type of information completely free. So that's the reason we want to do it, is to help those in the business community really tap into their true potential. And with that, Jason, any parting words for us? Uh, I just I, I love hanging out with you, Guy. I mean, I really do. It is uh, fun I, for I me enjoy, as well. I enjoy doing these more than you can possibly imagine. Rate us in the iTunes store. Uh, I, I've got some great questions that have come in uh, over the past couple of weeks. We're just uh, I'm kind of sticking them in a mailbag, and we'll get to them in an upcoming episode. But this is, uh, this is as much fun as I get to have. Perfect. Hey, have yourself a great week. We'll talk to you in one week. Take care. 
You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.